Welcome to the Nebraska Hour. I'm Simi Nebraska. Yes, you are. I'm back with Greg. Yes, you are. <laughs> I was waiting for a yes, you are in the middle of us there. <laughs> um, this is the uh, recap of the bowl extravaganza. Um, a lot of bowl games. It's a weird, weird season. Fewer than expected. Yeah, weird season. Some switch outs, some canceled games, a little bit of chaos. So, you had tallied up all the records here. What do we got? What What are we at here? Well, I think I did it right. <laughs> and I think, sorry, and I think we're tied. We're tied. We're tied. <laughs> and we're tied in a pretty miserable number. Yeah, yeah. Well, so what is it? We got All right. I think we are both 13, 20, and 2. Tight. Not, not, not good. You factor in that VIG, we got really wrecked if we had bet all these. Yeah, dude. This is the worst that we've done. Of either of either of us in you know, four years. To further delve into these numbers, not only are we tied, but when we went when we are on opposite sides of games, it was a perfect five and five. We're tied there. And then when we agreed with each other, when we were on the same side of games, we were seven, fifteen, and two, which is yeah. just pitiful. That is the end of that. That's so like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty damn sure that this is our final podcast, and we there's no reason for us to ever do this again because we suck. <laughs> We're retirement game. See, the, the, there's there's something to be said about this though. Is that you know we didn't bet on every game, and that's that's advice for gamblers. Don't bet on every bull game. Also, <laughs> we were in a because we were competing against each other on all of these. We bet them all based on spreads that were was set weeks before the game actually happened and a lot of these numbers moved a lot of the obviously teams changed we canceled we deleted those games from our tally but the point is it's really hard to pick games two weeks out three weeks out and of course we did shitty and if i'm like if you just look at the few bowl games i picked and actually bet on i did really well my, my brother has been red hot and he's been feeding me college picks and i've done really well and then the craziest was um my biggest bet my biggest bet of bowl season i bet it during the podcast while we were recording i bet over 44 and a half in georgia michigan okay georgia was up a boatload at halftime and I only needed 15 points in the second half. And I got, actually got worried because Georgia made. was up so big. I was like, oh, they might not add any more points. And Michigan might not be motivated to come back. And then Georgia got one touchdown. And then all I needed was eight more points. And for some reason, when they were down 40, and I think the, or whatever, 30 something. And I think the only reason is that Harbaugh had over 44 and a half, like I did. He went for two on a garbage time touchdown with no bearing in the game. And they got to a total of 45 points. Now it sucks. It sucks for people that waited because it closed at 45 and a half. I got it at 44 and a half. Heavy. Heavy. You know what's crazy though? It why really would he have gone for two there? 
is absolutely meaningless to go for two because you're either down 24 or 23. Right. And it, it's three scores and three two inversions anyway, regardless of what you're doing. It's crazy. So I love it. I'm glad he went for two because I hit the over and that was big for me. But um, that was crazy. It was real crazy. So my my I won on Oklahoma pretty big. I won uh, on Maryland and um, my favorite pick early in the one of our first one of the first bowl games, Western Kentucky. I just I on the show when we did this last time, man. Western Kentucky, their quarterback, man, that guy is just stellar. He's, he's probably going to be a top ten pick. He might be the first. Go, well, he's going to be a first round pick. That's for sure. Quarterbacks always go early. He might be the first quarterback taken. There's not a lot of. I mean, no. I mean, we might see do. under. We might see under. Like if they said two and a half quarterbacks for the first round, like I might bet the under, which is weird. You never say that because quarterbacks always go earlier than they're supposed to because teams like to have that extra option here uh, by getting them in the first round. So you always see a bunch of quarterbacks go at the end of the first round or, or you know, get second or third round talent, get picked in the first round for that reason. Yeah, Zappi had 422 yards and six touchdowns. What a great name. Zappi. Yeah, yeah. The dude is awesome. I, I hope he I hope he hope he falls and goes goes to the Bucks. And then when when in four years when Brady decides to retire, we have Zappi. It is time to get a a late first round kind of, of you know second round kind of quarterback to have in that room. But we're not here to talk about uh, professional football. And we'll probably do a draft or two, a uh, legitimately about the NFL draft. I mean, in a couple months. Yeah, we almost always do something like that and talk about certain picks and over under running I backs. Love, I have, like um, I had never really bet on the NFL draft until a couple of years ago when we started doing the podcast, and I really I've grown to enjoy that. <laughs> I really like betting on like how many linebackers are going. Is this guy going by up, uh, over under? You know, pick nineteen or whatever. I love that shit. Yeah, I like the over under. Is is this guy going ahead of this guy? Yeah, like I think that bad. matchup style, baby. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I like the matchup style for sure. Yeah. Um, so personally, on the ones that I bet on, it didn't do bad. But overall, our pick'em thing, we are disgustingly bad. It was, it was, it was brutal. It was very unextravaganza like. Yeah, last year we were like twenty-one and sixteen and and three or something like that. Uh, the year before, I remember you crushed. We, I mean. We've uh, we do this a long time. What's crazy is neither of us owe each other a meal. Yeah, so I have we'll to just find someone used to come to Miami. We'll just have <laughs> to split. We'll just have to split the check. There you go. There you we go. could play. We could play credit card roulette. We could throw the two credit cards into a hat and shake it up and make the server pick the credit card out of the hat with her eyes closed or his eyes closed. And is your, is your card black? Because mine's red. My, I have a red one just to keep it nice and fair. Oh, because I was going to say, then we cut a card roulette, red and black. If oh, I club. get it. I don't have – I'm not going to – I'm not going to say on the microphone what kind of credit cards I have, but I don't it's have a – I, I don't have a black one. It's muster red, baby. <laughs> it's um, the other way, we actually don't need to do that. You know what we can do. We could find a wager on the finals. On the championship. Oh, yeah. There's still football to play. I almost forgot. One more college game. And I haven't, we haven't spoke about it at all. 
So I don't know where you stand or where I stand or anything like that. Um, But I I can break the ice and say that um, I'm kind of leaning, leaning towards Alabama money line. Okay. So I'm I'm, I'm leaning hard enough. I might fall over. Towards Alabama, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> I don't, so I don't understand why why uh, why Georgia is a two and a half point favorite. I know that they're the undefeated team in the SEC, but Bama whooped them last time. Like it wasn't oh last second score. It was ugly. Yeah, I mean, there's that old saying: it's hard to beat the same team twice. Yeah, so I would agree with that. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Nick Saban. I mean, that that's kind of my well, my my next deal is, you know, Saban doesn't lose to LSU twice. He doesn't, you know, or he doesn't, he doesn't win one, lose one. He either lost twice or he wins both. Well, I guess you're right. I mean, the last time this happened, LSU, Alabama, Saban won the championship. True. It's hard to bet against the guy. Um, it's hard to, get I a, think it's that hard to bet against that offensive line. Uh, I would consider taking the points in, in Georgia. I but don't I, know, man. I don't know. That I, is- I want to pull. I want, actually, I want to do the double T's. The double teaser, Greg. I want Alabama plus nine and a half or eight and a half, and I want Georgia plus four and a half. And what will you what will you ba- what will you anchor the two teases with? I just want to tease tease both sides. You can't tease be- Alabama and Georgia. Nobody lets you do both sides of the spread on on a tease. Yeah, yeah, they do. Bovada does. Wow, <laughs> I'm doing business with the raw motherfuckers, dude. Yeah, man, you can you can double tease it, baby. It's one of my favorite bets ever. Connor and I talk about this. What kind of odds does he give you? You get about a one ten. <laughs> that Just seems like it. basically you're betting that it's a close game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Connor and I used to talk about this, and it's one of my favorite bets ever. I don't have, I don't think I've had an opportunity to make this kind of a bet for a long time, even. Huh. Do it. The double T is my move. I'm just jamming. I'm just jamming Alabama money line at the plus. I'm gonna hit Alabama money line too. Uh, but plus, I, I see it at one plus one twenty five. Maybe it goes up before kickoff. Yeah, maybe the line goes down as well, oh, and then my yeah. is a bigger window. I'm going to bang it now then because you're right. It could go down. The Alabama money could come in as the game. Because I feel like as the game gets closer, the, the rationale that's going to go through people's heads is, wait a minute, I'm about to bet against Nick Saban? <laughs> like, yeah. So I think the number probably goes down. I think that's probably right. I think the number probably goes down. I think it probably closes at like almost even money. All right. Well, then I'm taking it right now. Plus 125. Booked. Boom. Boom. Booking it. Booking. I'm going to go ahead and lock that in also. (laughs) (laughs) 
And the double T's. That's my favorite band of all time. It makes me so happy just to be able to do it. I'm glad you're happy, buddy. Yeah, so... uh, I haven't even talked to you. Happy New Year. What's that? I haven't even talked to you, dude. Happy New Year. Dude, yeah. Merry Christmas. All that stuff, man. It's been a long time. Um, Yeah, I've been super busy. I need to just come down. You know... Uh, when I woke up this morning, you know how cold, what the weather was like here? No, I don't. It, it was three degrees, Greg. Three. Not not 30, not 83. It I was currently am, three degrees. I'm currently in a bathing suit and no shirt. And <laughs> I'm just chilling, bro. So we need to find a bet to be able to make, to, to stall the, you know, the tiebreaker. Well, that's the problem. We both agreed on Alabama. So, so um, how about the over under? What do you think about that? Ooh, I, I, I don't. What's the what's the number you're seeing? Fifty two right now. I love. Ooh, that was the other thing I made a bunch of money on. Is um, I did a lot of over unders in the in the bowl games, but that big one was the Georgia one, and everybody was saying, "Oh, it's going to be a low scoring game." Georgia's defense. Um, Michigan's defense, you know, and uh, I had I was really confident, and I just barely made it at forty four and a half. That's, that's um, the two weight version that's absolutely meaningless, even like statistics, numbers wise, all that is just that's awesome. That's a good win there. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think I like. Fuck, man, Alabama can put so many points up, and if Alabama starts putting points up. Georgia is going to keep up for a while. Um, shit, I think I like the over, but I'm supposed to say the under. You're supposed to say the under? Like, I think the under is the right answer here, but I, um, I'm talking myself into the over easily, which I, See, I don't know. I, I like the under. It was 65 last time they played, and I think that, that it won't be – there won't be as many big plays. I mean, these are two – Big play kind of teams. I know, but I mean, you see, like in Super Bowls, championship games, stuff like that. The big plays are limited a little bit more. The the I, I both teams don't take the same amount of risk. Like Georgia's not going to go all out blitz like they did on the sixty whatever seven yard reception that they did last time. You know, they'll in that situation they'll be more conservative as well. I think. I can buy that. I can. I, you're. You're probably right. The under is the right bet. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, gamble on that with you. So we'll find something else to bet on. All right. All right. So other question. I don't get how they do the overtime scoring in college football anymore. The overtime what? The overtime scoring. It's weird now. Did you know that? It's what do you mean? It's weird. So after a couple overtimes, they don't give you seven points anymore. No, you, you ha- they force you to go for two after the third one. No, no, they don't. They don't. Um, that's not how it goes. The overtime scoring because the that long, long game, Penn State and whatever. What was that? A few weeks ago. I don't know. I thought the way it works is that you go back, you go match point, basically. You know, I mean, you 
one team goes first, the other team gets a chance to match or beat what they do. And the other, then it flips. Um, but after the second one or the third one, you don't, you have to go for two every time you score. You don't get to kick anymore. So that is different. Now, okay. So after the, uh, it won't just give me the easy breakdown here. So the game that was the Penn State and uh, Minnesota um, game um, a few weeks ago. I remember. A month and a half ago, whatever. The score of that game was a lot lower than it should have been. They're and, changing the value of a touchdown in overtime? Yes. So check this out. So the score of that game was – I'm so confused. The score of the Iowa – or Michigan State, that's what it was, right? I don't know now. I'm so lost by everything you're saying right now. I'm lost with this too. I can't find the thing now. They don't give you the full uh, deal no more. They don't give you the full um, touchdown after the after the fourth overtime. They start giving you two points instead of six. What? Yes. So the so game college football Illinois, overtime rules twenty twenty one. Illinois Penn State nine overtimes. The score was twenty to eighteen. That's fucking weird, bro. Nine overtimes, right? It was 10-10 at the end of the game. And then nine overtimes later, 20-18. to 18. Ten points, overtime, Illinois, eight for, eight for Penn State. It's on the ESPN page. Wow, that's really weird. So... The over-unders get messed with a lot this way. Yeah. Because you can think – I mean, I didn't even know this. But nine overtimes, how do they only score 10 and 18 points? Or 20 oh, and 18 what points? happens is beginning in the third overtime period, all you're doing – you're not even having offensive possessions – Starting in the third overtime period, you're just alternating two-point conversion plays. One team gets a shot at two points. The next team gets a shot to match it. And then so it, this season. That, it's brand new this season. I'm reading about it right now. I'm seeing it. So basically the first two, the first period of overtime, still the same, right? One team gets an offensive possession. The other team has a chance to match it or beat it. If they can get a touchdown and you know instead of a field goal or a two point conversion yeah. instead of a one, right? And then if it's tied in the second one, they ha- they don't have the option to go for a single extra point in the second one. You have to go for two. And if it's still tied after the second one, then they just start alternating two point conversion attempts. See, I don't like this. Okay, but the point is, it's designed to shorten the game. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, so then – so I, the reason I bring this up is I saw a college football review uh, commercial today for uh, some networks, you know, recap college football season thing. Okay. They were talking about this spectacular first-ever nine-overtime game, and I don't like it because the Oklahoma State um, 
LSU game or Texas A&M LSU game and Oklahoma State uh, Texas no, A&M game. The Texas A&M LSU game that prompted this change. Well, so and then before that, Oklahoma State A&M when A&M was still in the Big Twelve. I think that oh, Texas A&M LSU one. I think I had the over in that game. And you <laughs> and got I just it. Laughed. <laughs> 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 just giggling the whole time. The whole time. I, it was one of those times where I was like, fuck, I wish I bet more on this. <laughs> but I think some of the change is prompted by betting because how can you how can you cap for an overtime? So Vegas sets a number at whatever, 56 or 57 or whatever, right? And then it's tied, you know, 24, 24, and there's a minute and a half to go, and then – that next score goes to to forty five or to fifty five. I understand and then, your frustrations here. No, no, so I I'm saying that they're jib dropping us here. Well, we just need to accommodate for these new rules and not use that old thing like, hey, all we need is an overtime game and we'll hit the over for sure because now we're not going to necessarily get there. Well, that's what I'm saying is. It's frustrating, and I want – it's fun to see the 79-60 to 60, or 79-71 yeah, game or whatever. Sure, but people don't need – don't have six hours to spend watching a college football game, bro. I have six hours, dude. Yes, but most people don't have six hours. <laughs> well, I mean, most people that watch football like we, like you and I do, we have six hours, but maybe not for the same game. <laughs> um, I don't no, – I usually have another game I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, we gotta switch back and forth, man. Or you need two TVs, but you have the time. I guess that's my point here. Well, I think you should write a sternly worded letter. In the meantime, I think we should probably adjust and bet more unders. Um, that's that's actually probably pretty smart. They're <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all I got for you. Too sure, man, to bet unders, dude. That that's that's the old thing, man. Overs, dude. You gotta bet overs. It's, that's the fun part. Dude, um, on a separate note, basketball is awesome right now. And I don't care that everybody's in and out of the roster and that they're pulling people out of – like, I, I need to check my voicemail because I might have a 10-day offer. Like, I love <laughs> it. I love it, dude. Dude, basketball is great right now. And, dude, and we are killing Killing some of the over-under win totals. Let me just tell you, I have it right here, the ones I placed. I placed over 33-and-a-half for the Wizards. How are the Wizards doing? With the Wizards right now are um, are 19-19. and 19. Oh, that's pretty good. We're in a good place there. And I have um, under 36-and-a-half for the Toronto Raptors. How's that looking? The Raptors are 18-and-17. Uh, that's not so hot, but we we got some time. And then I have over 22 and a half for the Magic. How are the Magic doing? Seven and 32. Woohoo! And then um, there's a team in New York called the Knicks. I have over 43. I think that's not doing well. You're 18 and 20, so you're only two games back. Okay, takes, really. we, we can get there. We can get there. And then I'm loving my under 39 and a half for the New Orleans Pelicans, right? Uh, they're 13 and 25. <laughs> and then I have under 44 and a half for the Clippers. 
19 and 19. So you're right on the cusp. Right there. there. I have over 48 for the Nuggets because I'm what you call a homer. 18 and 18, but if they get healthy, we're we're I mean we're due for the run now. This and is then, about what I expect here, you know. And then my last one, I have over 43 on the Chicago Bulls. 25 and 10. Love it, bro. This is great, man. <laughs> this is great. Even the ones I'm not not like looking good on, I'm I'm within reach still, you know. So I have under 44 for Boston. 18, they're 18 and 20. Nice. That's I right there. Over on the, the same over as you do on the Bulls. I have the same over as you do on the Wizards. I have the same over as you do on the Nuggets. And I have the over on the Minnesota Timberwolves. And they are at 39, I think, without just look, looking at it real fast. And it's they're 18 and 20 right now. So you're, so you're with the reach. Yeah, we're both looking really good. It's almost like we talked about this beforehand. This, I mean, for as far as the NBA, uh, you know, final standings, win-loss total pick them, we're both killing that, even though we can't kill the college football pick them. Hey, man, we, uh, we, we tried. But, yeah, basketball is stellar, man. Uh, college basketball has been pretty cool lately, too. There's some pretty cool teams and some cool, cool players and stuff. I haven't um, watched a single, a single moment of college basketball. How is Florida State doing? Uh, Florida State's not bad, man. Um, there is a dude, though. His name is Kenny Lofton Jr. Yes. And he plays for the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. And he is actually Kenny Lofton's kid. Now, that is something that I have not even looked into. <laughs> like, maybe he has a different daddy who's also named like, Kenny Lofton. <laughs> I would assume... That he is Kenny Lofton's his well, his parents are Kenny Kenneth Senior. <laughs> obviously. Well, yes, but <laughs> that, that could be looked it up. But his dad but his dad is not Kenny Lofton from the ML, from Major League Baseball. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> but the he's awesome. Check him out, man. Lofton, Kenneth Kenny Lofton Jr. He's huge, dude. And he, he's he huge. may or may not be the son of a baseball player. He's no, he's not. I just, yeah, he's not. Oh, it's not so, him. It's not. He's no, he, yeah, for real, he's not. I just looked it up. I love it. I so he's he, 275 freshman, and he is awesome to watch. I hope that every time he walks out of the house, he's rocking a fucking Kenny Lofton fucking jersey. Yeah, dude. Hopefully it's a Braves jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's, is that, that's, that, I guess that's better than the Indians. Yeah, he can't, yeah. They're both kind of associated. Never mind. That's another conversation. Yeah. And wait, weren't the Louisiana where Louisiana Tech once the Raging Cajuns? Are they still? Well, that that's Louisiana Lafayette. Oh. And they still are the Raging Cajuns. I want I guess I guess Cajuns just don't take that as um offensive. They're like, Yeah, we rage. <laughs> that's yeah, they do rage. <laughs> uh, Louisiana Tech is the Bulldogs. Okay, okay. But if you get a chance to watch Kenny Lofton Jr. play, man, check him out. It's they're on TV quite a bit lately because of that guy. I'll keep that in mind, man. I'll keep that in mind. But Florida State's not doing bad, and uh, Nebraska is is not doing terrible either. Reluctantly to say, 
Well, they're they're both basketball schools now. Nebraska is gonna win the national championship if we're gonna become a basketball school very quickly. Wait, over under over under four and a half years, five and a half years, six and a half years? Twenty twenty six. Four years. So I guess it'd be March twenty twenty seven will be the title game, I guess. Or April, I suppose. Wow. So the twenty sixth, twenty seventh season. And if they go and if they go to the final four, you're you're taking me. If they go to the final four, because I'm gonna bet it that year. If they go to the final four, I'm gonna be rich because nobody's gonna see it coming. Uh, well, I, you just told everybody, dumbass. I'm you're just saying, man, make your bets now, man. You're, you're you, can't, you can't bet who's gonna win the 2027 NCAA basketball tournament right now. <laughs> or are you telling you me Bovada is already offering those odds too? <laughs> they're not, man. They're not, man. Like, if I have, a, if there's any bookmakers, anybody who wants to give me killer odds, <laughs> man, I want to know. I want to know what's my odds like for Nebraska to win the title in four years. Love it. And on that note, uh, uh, a lot of fun to be back on the Nebraska here. Hour. Yeah, man. Uh, let's do a show and see how the Alabama game goes, and let's uh, let's talk some basketball here pretty soon. We can definitely do one next week. It's going to be a very busy week for the Bet Your Ash Podcasting Network, BYAPN, BYAPN. Very busy week next week because we're going to be jumping into the NFL playoffs, and then we have our first tournament of the year for the second season of – B.Y.A. Bushwood, and then you and I will do an episode uh, wrapping up college football. So it'll Max, be, uh, I need to get my uh, get my um, entry thing, and I got the email from. Uh, are you going to do it this year for real? Yeah, I will. I Casey kind of talked me into it. Um, my mom, my mom dropped out. She said she's not doing it this year. I'm down. I'm down. I got the email, and I found the email today, and I was like, I'll make sure I like look him back. I got to send him Ooh. my money too. Um, and everybody else listening, if you're interested in being in the fantasy golf that we do in conjunction with the season-long um, podcast, uh, you should just hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. It's at BetYourAshPod. Um, just holler, and I'll put you in touch with the fucking commish, and we'll get you uh, We'll get you in also. Low stakes and a lot of fun. Um little shady last year when the commissioner was just streaking through the season and just dominating. But um, that's just a testament to how good he is at picking winners. And so that's why you listen to BYA Bushwood because you make money. If you bet with us on BYA Bushwood throughout last season, which was our first season, you made a lot of money on golf. Man. He, yeah. You guys really killed it on that show, man. The Casey's Casey's real good at picking golfers. Yeah. And what I've watched it. You can top five, top ten, man, you're, 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 yeah. you're on we it, consistently dude. do well. And what's interesting is like, it's really fun for me because I watch him like synthesize some of the stuff Corey says. And next thing you know, he's like, Oh, I got it. This is what's going to happen. And he's like <laughs> scary accurate. So. You got it, man. Yeah. It's crazy. All um, right, buddy. Say yeah. goodbye to everybody. Peace out. Thanks for listening. We'll get at you next week. Later.